Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tatva Tuesday. Uh, this is Lindsay Warwick here with the Spiritual Interview Series. Um, so excited to have Sid McNary on. Um, Peace is the power to live by, win at everything. Um, so, so happy to have you. Thanks for joining me today. Yes, I'm so glad to be here. It's been so long since we've been able to connect. So this is going to be awesome. I know. It's so good to hear your voice. Um, I'll just say that, you know, to the listeners or the viewers, however you're consuming this uh, interview today, Sid was one of my first yoga teachers and um, had such a profound uh, change and just influence on my life. Um, in Towson, I was uh, taking a yoga class for credits, and part of the extra credit was to go explore other studios. And so then I found Sid's studio um, close to campus. It was a hot yoga studio. Literally thought I was going to actually die the first <laughs> class. <laughs> but you just had such a peaceful, you know, voice and just a strength to the delivery of your classes. And yeah it was like during your classes that I would receive messages of, you know, continuing on with yoga, that there was something very powerful to the yoga practice. And I was able to access my higher self in your classes. And I still have you on my like iTunes, your freedom flow. I'll sometimes like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just throw that on. And now I teach at a hot studio. So I love how life, you know, it just comes full circle, but, um, so stoked to have you on. Um, well, now I'm tell us, yeah, to take the next steps with us as we uh, we're moving into opening what's called our home, and our home is everybody's home, a place to come to that everyone can reconnect and and go a little bit deeper than they've ever gone, and and uh, so it's great that we started there, and and here's the possibility of something so much more. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I want to hear all about that. And um, I guess let's where do we even start? I know we have like limited time here, but um, tell us about your spiritual journey and, you know, your conception of God, source, spirit, whatever you call it. And then, yeah, we'll just go from there. Cool. Well, I, my spiritual journey started when I was three years old, you know, so um, unfortunately, my parents put me in the sport. So at seven, uh, I started playing high level sports. And at eight years old, I met my first meditation teacher, which was my soccer coach, uh, where he taught us to meditate. So and that was way ahead of, of the curve, because that was 1978. So to wow, teach young boys to meditate. And so I actually played for him until I was 26. So uh, my whole life, I had somebody there teaching me to not only not only med meditate in the formal sense of sitting still and being quiet and going in, but also in a sense of how do you take that meditation and put it into moving, you know, and how do you incorporate that into your body, which then incorporated it into my life, which then took me to a football coach in high school that would leave us in the dark before games and say, sit there, be quiet and meditate. And wow. The next one was uh, in college playing soccer. Uh, Ishmael had, had also talked to me about stilling my mind. And, and then when I went to uh, coach college football after being uh, at Purdue, I, 
I went and this one teacher, I can't even, Kevin was his name. Uh, he was like, Sid, your project for this semester is to teach everybody to meditate. So it literally was <laughs> always around. Yeah. Uh, without me, you know, a lot of people go seek out meditation because they're trying to fix something. It was just something that God said, this is going to be in your life. And here are the people, no matter what I was doing. So that opened up. And then, then I found uh, a couple major influences for me. Uh, well, one major one was, was uh, Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson, uh, for those that don't know, he's a really a big, uh, he's almost a practicing Buddhist, but he's not. And so he, he coached uh, the Chicago Bears, or not Bears, but the Chicago Bulls and another B. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he also coached the Lakers and he was always coaching his players through stilling their mind. And so because I loved the Bulls, because I was living in Chicago, I wanted to emulate that for my players. And, and so now, years later, because that was back in, gosh, 95 when I started coaching and I finished in 2004, where I was coaching the whole football team and taking them through yoga. Uh, hmm. And my players still say they do it. And that that's huge. You know, yeah, a lot of those guys are coming back in my life because I've we just finished took me four years to write this movie. And so a lot of them are in acting. So it's it's awesome, like to see and witness even you yeah. going full circle and reconnecting with people that knew me when I was doing it, but didn't quite know how to do it like I am now, you know, and what's mm -hmm. cool about that for me is I grew and now it's like when I go in these circles, people don't even realize I've been doing this for a long time, you know, um, mm -hmm. not just in the formal sense as a as a younger person growing into it, but to actually lead other people. I mean, I can't even remember when when did you come to the studio? What year was that? Um, 2009. And I, cause I graduated from Towson in 2010. Um, and it was my senior year. So it was that, and that was a huge time of transformation for me. Huge. Like I was going through so much. Um, and it was so good to come to your class and just sweat it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was such a influential time, not for everybody. I mean, yeah. I mean, people don't realize, like, when I was coaching football, I left coaching football at 34. So when I was running teams, I mean, I was, like, early in my 30s. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? And so, like, even when I had the uh, yoga studio to start, I was, I was in my 30s. It was nobody really doing yoga. So it was like, all right, how do I even learn? And I had to learn from you know, mishaps with relationships. Uh, I mean, I got through football and yoga and I was in three long relationships and now mm -hmm. I'm married a fourth time and it, it's working because I know what it's like to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of how we learn? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We learn by making mistakes and having contrast and resistance and but I like how transparent and open you are. You know, I think it's courageous and aware. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, what's cool about that is like, 
if I already put myself through the fire, then what can anybody else say about what I did? Like, okay, you uh -huh. know how I did it. <laughs> get over it. Cause I'm okay. Like I'm okay. Yeah. But if you're still not okay, that seems like that's your work, not mine. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say Aho. Uh -huh? Yes, I did. I forgot. Weren't are you Native American? I'm I, I, tech, I don't know. I've never done a DNA test, but I do. I have done a lot of Native American spiritual practices. It's a huge aspect of my my spiritual practices. So Aho has a lot of uh, meaning to me. I've studied and worked with a lot of shamans. So that's yeah, I did. I said Aho and you said that because it just resonated. And I don't know. It just came through. <laughs> nah, I dig that. I dig yeah. that. I, uh, I mean being uh, Cherokee and Blackfeet and sit out on vision quest four times and, and uh, probably one of the biggest spiritual influences in my life, if not the biggest, has been uh, my Native American grandmother, Grandmother Morningstar. So when you said that, I had to like make sure I caught that. You did. Yeah, I honor that uh, about you. And I have a lot of reverence to the to the culture and the the connected the connectivity to nature and the cycles and it's just I feel very drawn to it. So if I'm not blood Native American in this lifetime, I was in another lifetime because I just connect so deeply to that energy. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the new movie, the movie I wrote is yeah, uh, is really showcasing uh, a lot of my life and, and the Native American practices and and uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much, but it's um, definitely going to bring forward something that I, I feel the earth needs that level of uh, spirituality called to the surface. I'm looking forward to it. I want, you said you're not going to say too much, but I want to know more about, about the movie. And I know that you've written books, so I just... I wish that we had like three hours to talk. Oh, we'll do this again. We'll do this we again. totally we should. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So mm -hmm. you tell me about it. What, what, uh, okay. You came to the studio. Yeah. Uh, you so you're at your journey around 2009, 2010. So you can continue. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Telling us. Uh, yeah. And then, so I guess what has really transpired for me on the, on the spiritual journey of it is it, there wasn't very much that I pursued. Uh, you know, there were things that were just normal for me, like traveling to teach yoga was no different than traveling to coach football. Uh, finding sponsors was something that was in the football realm of things, you know, mm. having Nike and Reebok and all and Adidas sponsored teams and, and uh, so then it was like, okay, this seems very normal for yoga to evolve with me and move into becoming a Lululemon ambassador and all those things. And, and so many things shifted in that way. Uh, it's like once I went on my first vision quest and my hands got so electric. Uh, and th at the time, I didn't know that it was like a, a healing touch. And so... Uh, people began to say that they would see me in their dreams and and then they would ask me if I could do what I did in a dream and I'd be like I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> and, uh, and 
so they would tell me what I did in the dream. And that began to uh, create this space that was like, okay, I did it in a dream. Now I'm doing it here. They go back to the doctor. They, they, whatever it is that they have is gone. And that just, people have been calling me forward to become myself. And so uh, when Liz and I sold everything in our house and hit the road, people just called us and asked if we'd come help. Uh, whether it was their son in a wheelchair or someone with cancer, or all those things. And so it was really, uh, and, and so many different people that we met from 32,000 miles in a year. And wow. And, uh, and then I wrote the latest book in 22 days uh, from, <laughs> from zero to published. 11 chapters uh, came out in three days. And, uh, and then we, and then we edited it 11 times through and, and published in 22. And, and so, yeah, it, it literally has been uh, a calling forward that just fits my purpose 100%. That's amazing. And I love what you said. You said, people have just been calling me back home to myself. I think that's what you said. And I, I thought that was so beautiful. And when you were talking about the hands, I immediately just was thinking about Reiki. Um, I've, you know, I think it's so beautiful. Um, okay, thirty-two thousand miles. Like, where did you guys go? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I mean, like, we went all over the country, like up and down the coast, over to Texas, and we were planning on going to California, but we kept getting called back. So we'd get as far as Houston, and someone would call us back to like New England. Oh, <laughs> uh, to Connecticut. Or, yeah. So we'd have to turn around. But we kept stopping here in Jacksonville because it was like halfway point. So we would stop and stay because we hence the surfboard behind me and love it. Surfboards hanging on the wall over there. Mm -hmm. um, and so we would stop and surf and hang out. And then we were in the Dominican Republic and the president at the time said he was going to close the borders because of the pandemic. Oh, literally, we didn't have our, our home. We sold everything. We had a few suitcases to different clothes just in case it got a little bit cold because we pretty much stayed near the beaches because <laughs> mm -hmm. that's where we'd want to stop. And uh, so we were in the Dominican Republic. We came back and then we were we had gotten married in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida uh, in the panhandle. And so we stayed there for, gosh, six, seven months. And we're bouncing from house to house of friends thinking that it was going to open up at some point, you know, like who would think that the pandemic was going to go this long. Mm. And so we did that. And then eventually we were just like, okay, uh, my birthday happened. This lady kicked me out, kicked us out like the day before my birthday. <laughs> and there was this huge celebration. So, uh, another person said, you can move in my house. That just makes no sense. <laughs> and, and then she was like, okay, I, you know, in Santa Rosa beach, people make like $10,000 a month on renting their places out. So she was like, you can have my house in Atlanta, but I need to rent this one out. So we went to Atlanta. I was like, if you do go there for 30 days. I can write this book and be done with it. And then we can figure out where we're going to live. So, uh, and we were sitting there one day and we were like, all right, what are we going to do? We can't get to California because we were going to San Diego. And 
And then we said, well, the next place we'd want to live is Jacksonville. And in three days, Liz got a phone call uh, asking if she'd interview for this job. I knew a lot of people in Jacksonville from the yoga world. And I was like, I mean, I can teach anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and so she got a job offer and we moved in seven days and we've been here for almost two years. And, and that's how it went. I mean, it literally has been like, I've been living in the desert and just <laughs> like, and uncovering what, what's supposed to be, you know, uh, mm -hmm. from writing the next book to creating a whole nother level of community, uh, which you have to come join us on clubhouse. Uh, yeah, that's where I've connected. I mean, it's clubhouse has given me the ability to connect with people that I've met all over the world anytime. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've been, I, I've heard about clubhouse. Um, I just haven't gotten on there, but maybe this is another push that I need. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I need another app. You know what I mean? But, um, it sounds interesting. It's, it's all connecting through just audio notes, right? Yeah, you got cool. it. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you put a picture on, so that's, that's kind of how people know what you look like, but who knows if they put their <laughs> real picture on. I oh mean, God. I've seen some people that, that I've seen in person eventually. I'm like, you look nothing like that picture. Oh, <laughs> isn't that funny? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like how the world is, but yeah, I'll definitely have to check out uh, clubhouse. Um, and what a, what an amazing journey, um, that you've been on, you know, you just kind of have been following your intuition. I love that. That's kind of how I live too. Like I, you know, someone was asking me like, how'd you end up in South Carolina? I'm like, well, I was getting a very strong nudge. South Carolina? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was just in South Carolina. no way. I'm in Myrtle Carolina. beach. Where were you? I was in Greenville. Okay. Yeah. I like Greenville. I was near Greenville a couple weeks ago. Cause it's like in the Northwestern, I think part of the state. And I was driving that way to get to Asheville, North Carolina. Have you ever been to Asheville? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So good there. Yeah. I'm in South Carolina. I'm, I got this intuition and this push to get out of the Northeast, like right before COVID. And I, I moved myself 600 miles away. Like but I've always kind of like didn't d have done bold things like that to just follow like my heart. You know, I, yeah, I lived cool. in Costa Rica for a little while. Move to Jacksonville. Oh, <laughs> it's funny because I was going to move to Florida originally um, and then I ended up coming here. Um, but I'm doing, you know, work in the community here and I, I do enjoy being here. But I've I've also have been asked by a friend in that lives in Jacksonville to go there. So I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I actually we have a, a guy came down and he and his wife may end up moving here. We, we're pulling everybody here. Yeah. Jack, Jacksonville is the largest uh, landmass of, of a place of, with over a million people. So there is no traffic and it's spread out. And there's so many things. Uh, you know, I talked about our home, building our home. Yeah. What does that mean? So our home is a retreat center where everybody can come to. So uh, our plan is to build community here in Jacksonville and create the real space in possibly Nicaragua. Oh, wow. Yeah. So because it's only a two hour flight from here. And so, yeah, you got to come on down. 
it's time. Yeah, I'll, I have to, honestly. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's like some kind of vortex or portal there. I know that there, I'm, I'm told that there are some portals here in Myrtle Beach. And there's also some in Costa Rica where I was living and Asheville, of course, as well. So I haven't been to Arizona, but I want to go to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did uh, retreats in uh, Sedona. Cool. And the property alone had 11 vortexes on it. So oh, wow. It was a lot of energy, which is pretty cool. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. So tell us, I mean, you said you weren't going to disclose too much about the film. Um, <laughs> let's talk about your books. Like, what was the first book that you wrote? And, you know, what are the other books that you have yeah. out there? So the first book was Empowerment Beyond, which was a six week uh, yoga program. And, you know, I, people ask me this all the time. How did you end up writing five books? And it's like, <laughs> well, first, you got to finish the first one. So <laughs> yeah. The first one was not my best book. So I don't even let people get that on Amazon. Like I pulled it <laughs> I could. Uh, but then the second book, so I, I enhanced the program. And that the second book is, is the yoga flow, as you know it, uh, fine-tuned. So it's, it's, um, that's what that book's about. And it's a six week self-study program for someone to go through. The third book, uh, was the warrior within, which took me 15 years to write. Uh, wow. Incorporated. I mean, I had to grow into that book. It incorporated my life, uh, my spiritual life, the beginning of it, at least in, uh, in football. And so it blends all of that together. It's, uh, it's really two books in one. Uh, the first book is kind of the four cornerstones of my life. As you know, four is a significant number for Native Americans. And, and so go through the four cornerstones, which basically is talking through my four vision quests. But my four vision quests in relation to my life, uh, all the lessons that I got and had to relearn from life's moments. And then mm -hmm. uh, the third book was Those Who Know God. Uh, and when I put that out there, the, I went and spoke at uh, BAE Systems, which is like a really big uh, defense contractor. And they wanted their people to find peace before coming back to work after the pandemic. So that was that. But then because it said those who know God, they couldn't sell it in the government. And so uh, I had to rebrand <laughs> that book and change things up a bit. And that became the secret weapon. And so that's where that is, which, which was perfect because it, it allows me to get people home inside of themselves. And yet it's the secret weapon when at everything. So the next book is peace is the power to live by when at everything. So literally it's, we've got a group of people that I'm helping write their first books where it's when at everything in nutrition, when at everything in music uh, so that they can brand themselves and, because I, I really, in my uh, training of people, it, it's always been, you can teach the sequence, but you got to deliver you, you know. Whatever yeah, yeah. So, so that's how it's worked out. And um, I mean, this book, a lot of people talking about it and feeling good about it. And, and uh, so anyone go get any of them if they just 
type in my name, Sid McNary, and Amazon and look up my author page and all the books are there. But yeah. Awesome. And, um, you know, so people can connect with you via reading the book. Um, but what other do you, I don't even know, do you currently have any other offerings? Like, is it, well, I think you said you had a coaching session coming up. Yeah. So like, what are you, what are you doing now besides, you know, writing the book and creating this home center? Are, are you teaching classes still? Uh, I mean, I do and primarily do special events because I, I mean, weekly my schedule changes so much that mm-hmm. you know, how it goes with finding subs and things like that. So I'm, I'm often on the road teaching more mm-hmm. than a, a day-to-day class, uh, as well as speaking a lot on the road. You know, I, that's why I was in South Carolina. I was speaking at the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Oh, that's so awesome. And cool. Before we were in Colorado teaching at the yoga teacher conference. Mm-hmm. So the fact that people call for me to and teaching or speaking at a, a defense contractor. So being able to have this crossover space for me has kind of been my life. You know? mm-hmm. uh, once I got deep into yoga and, and had been deep in football, those two have really blended in my life and made it easy. Uh, we have just launched uh well it's not just but we really spun it all together and it's called the peace warrior so we tell people to uh help other people with the quest for peace or the peace program but also to uh lead and healing breath work and things like that so that's on the website uh and i i'd say probably primarily what people call me for is to get peace in their life like really no matter what, if it's peace in their relationship, peace for themselves, peace in their workplace. I mean, that's why it just resonates for so many people to call and say, okay, can you bring that message forward for football players? Can you bring it forward for yoga teachers? Can you bring it forward for weapon builders? (laughs) (laughs) Where, you know, when they first called and asked me to come speak at uh, BAE Systems, it was like, okay, uh, you want me to come speak on what? Like, yeah. Pandemic. And I'm like, well, you know, and they were like, we're not sure that you would even want to do this. I'm like, there's no better place for me to go teach somebody than the people that can press a button and hurt other people. I mean, that's so, it's so interesting. I can see like, it's like, yeah, when you, when you started mentioning that you had to rebrand that book and everything, I was like, oh man, that must've been you know, a really huge part of your soul's evolution to deliver these messages to, yeah, that, that audience, and then have the challenge of even rebranding the book. And a lot of like, it just feels like for me, and maybe you can confirm like, like ego destruction and just like, not, you know, it's, it's like, we have all these plans for our life and we think that it's going to be a certain way. And then, you know, God, spirit, source, your great spirit is like, eh, no, I want you to do this, you know? And it, I feel like this path, this, you know, spiritual path, shamanic path is, is one that is not easy. I call it like, I feel like it is oftentimes a narrow path. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's, um, yeah, narrow in the sense of if you miss this little, it's like walking on a bouncing beam, right? <laughs> If you miss step, you may fall off the path and then you can get back on, but it's easy to fall off. 
you know? Yeah, and, exactly. And it's sometimes harder to get back up on it, you know? So yeah, I see that for sure. It was definitely has been uh, a major shift because every, after you do vision quest, seven years, it can take seven to nine years for those lessons to really set in. And so going through vision quest and my last vision quest was 2010. So in 2017 through 2019, all of this stuff was opening up from all mm -hmm. the years before that. In 2019, when we said, okay, it's time to go, it was like, okay, to go, what's that look like? Yeah. It looks, looks like, all right, we're on the road. You don't have no concept of now all of a sudden it goes from owning a yoga studio to, okay, how do I take care of myself when before it was already tricky because you're not sure who's going to show up at the studio. Uh, <laughs> you got to continue to grow and make sure you're doing what people want or they won't come. But then to say, okay, now I've got to really just chalk this up to faith, you know, and keep moving in that way. That was huge, a huge shift. But then more recently I had on, uh, it's part of, uh, it's 11 chapters in this book coming up is about my site because my site went down to 10%. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> it's back now, but I, for six months, I was, well, it was even longer than that. I was going through this, this journey of, of, okay, I'm losing my sight, I'm losing my sight, I'm losing my sight, and then all of a sudden it was just gone. Uh, and I mean, I could put my hand on my wife's shoulder and couldn't see her face at the end of it. And, oh my uh, gosh, why? Do you know why? Well, I mean, in many ways, it was, it was definitely a spiritual thing for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I couldn't, I really wasn't able to see what God was trying to show me, you know, in the sense of like... Uh, Oof, I feel I that. See, yeah, right. And I couldn't see beyond what, how I was interpreting what I was looking at. But God wanted me to see the beauty of the world. So... I can remember when uh, when I first had my first eye done on, on Valentine's Day, so I'll never forget. <laughs> and when I, I had surgery and had the patch over and I couldn't really see out of the other eye. And, um, and I called the doctor because the tape was itching my face. And I was like, hey, can I remove this thing? I, I know it's early, but can I just take it off? Or, I'll put it back on, but I need to take it off so that I can scratch my face. And he's like, yeah, that's no problem. Well, little did I know that, of course, I couldn't just leave my eyes shut and close it, right? I just had surgery. I want to know, am I going to see? I'm, I'm already nervous enough. I want to know, is this back or not? And, uh, and I looked to my left and opened and slowly opened my left eye. And the first thing I saw was my wife's face. And, uh, Aww. God just showed me like, all right, you've been missing the beauty of the world. Yeah. And it's that, powerful. That was huge to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. And I believe that disease, dis-ease or illness is, there's so much spiritual teaching in illness and disease um, and sickness. 
Um, and I mean, wow, that's also very terrifying. Like the whole vision loss. I mean, I have very, I wear contacts and glasses and I'm, I'm legally blind. Like I can't, I can't see without that. Um, and so when you said that it like, it like triggered something in me too, but then, you know, just the story of it's like, you finally open your eyes. Like you actually open God, God gave you like a redo. That's like what I'm picking up on at least. And um, you've mentioned your wife several times. Um, I've only seen photos of her. She's really beautiful. Um, how did how did you guys met meet? <laughs> met. So, that's a that's a really. It's probably a long story, and we don't have a lot of time. But I was oh, I like, we need to give her a shout out again because like she just seems amazing. She is awesome. She is really great. She's a counselor, so she's changing kids. Aww. Hmm. And um, so we met the first time I had left football, and I wanted to – I started coaching my, my sons in soccer. And, yeah. Um, and so Sid's team had gone undefeated, so then I was asked to interview at Towson Catholic. And so I did, and uh, they wanted to offer me the job, so I went in, and they were – showing me around and I went in to the basketball facility and here comes this basketball bouncing. I pick it up and there's only this white girl comes running and, and uh, but the, the rest of the team is African-American people. So I throw it back the ball. That was the first time we ran into each other. Didn't mean much. I didn't know it until later when I found out she played there. I was like, wait a minute, I remember you. So the next time, seven years later, she came to the yoga studio and she was actually at another yoga studio uh the one down the street charm city at the time oh and someone said you should go take this class down the street you know so i didn't know her uh i had no clue how that happened and um so because it was donation based back then she came and took the class and and uh and i don't even remember her being there but she remembers because it was her first yoga class there and and then over the next seven years, we cultivated a friendship. And, um, and she was just somebody that said, hey, look, I just want to, I see all these people constantly taking from you. And I just want to be here to support you. And I, I tried, couldn't save my life trying to, to give to her. Like, I, she wouldn't take it. And I'd be like, look, I, I, I help people be Lululemon ambassadors. I can do all this stuff. She, she started crying and was like, I just want to be able to support you. So our friendship grew. And uh, at one point I got hypnotized for six hours uh, to ask questions of my highest self. Mm -hmm. So for a month, I chartered all these questions. And at one point, um, the voice that was coming through said this was Sid's first life. This was his second life. And then there was a woman that came. They said, who's that in Sid's life? And, and, uh, and the voice said, it's Liz. <laughs> so long story short, that's, that was the, the major beginning of our relationship. And, and I walked out of that, that hypnotism, and there were two bald eagles sitting there and drove down the street, and then two red-tailed hawks. And mm, like, okay. Bird medicine. Yeah. yeah, it was time. It was time to, uh, to heal myself in order to be with someone that was like her so it was good whoa i just got chills that's so i mean i love it it's beautiful thanks thanks for telling us all 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely have to take a trip so I can come hang out with you guys, yeah. meet her. But uh, I love that. It's so, it's so powerful. Like the, and I get it too, like as being a teacher and an energy worker and doing the things like I'm always giving as well. Um, and so it's like, I'm almost like on pause right now, waiting for the one that will give to me, you know, in like that unconditionally loving kind of a way, but we have to kind of give that to ourselves first too. Like, and we have to, I love that you, you know, sat with your higher self for six hours under hypnosis and looked at those, the deep questions that your soul presented. Right. And then that led to your, your greatest love story because you took the time to go in, you know, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, definitely. So my first vision quest, uh, when I, came out and came home. I was with uh, someone at the time and, and my grandmom said, well, first spirit when I was across the lake and she was coming across, they said, I heard she's not the one. And, uh, and I was like, who's this voice talking to me? And um, so I didn't pay it much attention. And then when I got home, the next day I called my grandma and she said, so how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. I had a great meditation this morning. She's coming to pick me up to take me to get food because I couldn't drive and all that stuff. And she said, uh, you didn't listen. And I was like, what? She's like, spirit said, break up with her. And I was like, what? She's like, grandson, spirit said, get rid of her. And I was like, okay. She said, you're not listening. Spirit said, get rid of her. I said, all right, grandma, fine. I'll break up with her and I'll break up with her today. And, uh, and so she goes, she said it one more time. And I said, grandma, I got it. I'm gonna call her right after this. And, and so she came over and uh, interesting things happen and we end up breaking up. And I call my grandma back and, and she says, okay, I want you to now go write everything possible you can think of in a partner. Call me back when it's done. So I have this journal, it's like 10 pages deep uh, of what I could see as a need and a partner. And she said, all right, you like going out on dates. So I want you to go out on as many dates as you can and anything that's not on the list and the people you go out with, fix it in you and it'll, and it'll shift. Whoa, yes, yes. Become your own beloved. I. I did a workshop like a couple months ago with women about, you know, being your own beloved, making the list and then looking at the list and, but where am I, where am I not that? Because, oh, this is so good right now that you said this. Cause I feel like as humans, right. Well, we're spiritual beings having this human experience as humans, we're like seeking that, that we lack in ourselves. That's exactly it. Because then once you're whole and complete, then someone else that's doing the work and whole and complete. And I'm not saying that like, Oh, you're healed and you're good. Everything is, it's an, it's an evolution. It's continual, but then you'll find that person that's on that level of wanting to continue to do the work as well. Um, But the vision quest. Okay. So was that something that your soul just called you to do or did somebody ask you to do it? And like, where, where was it? And I know how sacred that, experience is so you don't if you're not feeling comfortable to share the details 
I, cause I, I had uh, Scott Evans on the podcast last week and he is into all the native practices as well. And he doesn't share a lot um, about it, but I joked with him and said, well, how, how do I get on a vision quest? <laughs> like, how do I do it? Um, so I just wanted to know like what your answer yeah. is to that. Like, how yeah. did you get on that path? Well, <laughs> that. It's a little different, I guess, for me, because that's my bloodline. Yeah. So, and, and because it's my bloodline, I feel called to, I mean, I have my native name, he who brings peace and which I received on my third vision quest. Now he, I love it. So it's like, all right, I am meant to be, and I agreed to taking on the mission to bring peace to the world. Now, if I know how to bring peace to myself, which vision quest has been a major part of that, it's my, it's my Dharma to bring that forward for other people. Uh, so, in the Peace Warriors, uh, you can go to the website and click on Peace Warriors. I take people through Warrior Monk Quest. Uh, you know, because of some things are, I, I want to leave some things to uh, the elders and to our people. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but yet, it's important for people to go out and sit on the land and reconnect the spirit. And mm -hmm. So I did that at... Um, on Grandmother Morningstar's land in the Poconos. Oh, um, I love the Poconos. I used to take people out there all the time. Uh, and I'm not sure if we'll go back with it there, yet we are, our home, we're gonna build it probably down in Nicaragua. So we're gonna lead it somewhere. I've been called to many different places. People in Kentucky said I could use their land <laughs> in Texas. And we'll see. Get, Spirit will let me know exactly where that place will be. Um, mm -hmm. Yet, right now, in my heart of hearts, it's my grandmom's land. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's where you did the vision quest? Yeah, you got it. That's great. Um, and I was just thinking about your home. Um, are you going to build an Anipi there? Potentially. We're going <laughs> to have a big temple there. And yeah. a lot of the, I love, um, there's this place in Hawaii where all of the, all of the buildings are circles. Hmm. Interesting. So you can walk clockwise all the time. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I mean, Liz and I first connected in Nicaragua, uh, which was before I had the reading. So the vision that I saw was like us standing in this lagoon in Nicaragua. So I definitely see it. Uh, I can see it there. And, and the land is so spiritual. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds uh, and, you know, what that looks like today, uh, you know, to put people out. Is it that they have little huts that they sit in that are, you know, there's, there's scorpions in Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are. And the smaller, the deadlier. <laughs> right. So to create a space where we'll see how that work looks like, but, um, but it's definitely, it's coming. Yes. It's yeah. so exciting. I can't wait to see like how that all unfolds and also um, excited about the movie. Like, do you have an anticipated 
um, date when it's going to be done? Well, it's a it's a major feature film. right? Oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> OK. So we're pitching it to uh, all the major players in, in the entertainment world. And and uh, we're hopeful that because uh, it's going out to one of the producers on Avatar 2, which comes out in December. So we're hopeful that they just get behind it and they're like, all right, let's go. Uh, so we get it funded in July. I don't know, feature films take about two years to shoot. Uh, and that'll be a whole different part of the journey, you know, to, yeah. see, to see that unfold. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really awesome because I've, every character that's in the movie, the major characters are people that have uh, somewhere in my life, I've lived their role. So it's, yeah. it's really cool, really cool. So is it, it's, it's based off of your life experiences, but it's right. fiction essentially. Yes. Uh, give me once I'm, I'm going to do this because this way you can get um, the feel for it without me going too, too, too far. Okay. <laughs> this way. All right. I'm going to read you the, um, the synopsis. Yeah. Read it. Awesome. All right. So here's the log line is Nahi and the Four Warriors. One enlightened, four awakened, one mission saved humanity. Nahi, 31, has lost himself in the physical world in which he lives, a world full of greed, money, sex, drugs, and lies. Nahi is, has a spiritual awakening in 2052 as he is guided by his 13 indigenous ancestral grandmothers who are transforming his spirit to begin his mission to bring peace to the four corners of the world during the Great Awakening. Nahi awakens in 2052 and meets his four warriors, comrades, along his journey, each of them possessing a unique power to save the free world. Every time he meets a new warrior, it allows Nahi to recognize a deeper part of himself and take on the, and defeat the growth of the darkness in the minds of the free people. Uh, and I'll read this last part. Wow. Let's see. Yeah, we'll close with this. <laughs> Twist of fate comes forward, and we are left to see what fate is for the souls of humanity. Who will prevail? Will, it, will the knights of the mist re reset the world? Or will the souls of humanity be gathered and raised up to fight their, for their freedom, power of peace, and ultimately Earth's existence. So that's the movie. It sounds like the most epic spiritual Avengers. Like I love all the action, like the Marvel movies. And all I could think about was like something like that, but like with the spiritual aspects, I mean, I, I'm gonna see it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, yeah. you have to now, cause you are the first person <laughs> outside of the movie industry that's actually heard that much about the movie. I'm so honored. I'm so oh, happy to awesome. like see you and, and like hearing your voice. It's so like, you know, nostalgic for me, huge part of my spiritual journey. Um, but yeah, we'll just kind of close this out. Like, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm looking forward to connecting with you, like continue to connect with you, of course. Um, and visit Florida when I get when I get the chance. But how can people connect with you if they want to if they want to connect with you? 
Well, the best way is they can search my name, Sid McNary, uh, mm -hmm. all social media platforms for the most part, and mm -hmm. as well as uh, to go to sidmcnary.com or theartofpeacefulliving.com. And definitely come see us in Jacksonville. We've got a lot of things going on. People can check the events and follow us to Nicaragua. We, I mean, I surf a lot. So we do a lot of things with surfing and take mm -hmm. people out on the water because it's, it's another connection. You know, mm -hmm. be out in nature and, and be on the board and surfing with the dolphins and yeah. seeing them and, and getting your energy lifted up. So there's so many things for people to do. And, and our home is always open to everybody because it's our home and it's your home too. Thank you so much. It's so good having you. And um, thank you everybody for watching or listening again, however you're consuming the information. And if you feel the call, please reach out to Sid or, you know, check out some of his books and we will just uh, have to see what comes of the movie and, and all of that. So have a beautiful week and I will see you next week. <laughs>